We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to Talk Buffalo Podcast, where we often highlight, but I'm not limited to Buffalo sports, news, media, and entertainment. I am your host, Patrick Moran. You can find me on Twitter at Pat Moran Tweets. Thanks for locking in today. Casual Friday. That means my buddy Joe Yurden at Joe Yurden, of course, on Twitter is joining me. We're going to talk some, some Sabres. Got our starting five this week. We're going to do sports movies. Talk a little bit of Buffalo. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. It's uh, It's nice to settle back in. Settle back into the seat here, if if if, if you may. It's, it's good. It's good. I'm glad you're happy because this sucks for me. Not because I have you on the show. You know I love having you on the like, show. Well, this I'll is... just leave then. That's, uh, I'll just... Nice talking to you. We'll see you next week. You know I didn't mean it like that. Having you on the show is always a good thing. This sucks for me because just this whole week sucks, man. This is... Uh... All right, so for everyone listening, I want to throw this out there right now. You're hearing this, hopefully you're hearing this Friday morning, Friday afternoon sometime. We're taping this a couple days earlier than normal. We're taping this Tuesday, early evening. And uh, so if anything significant happens with the Sabres or the Bills or Buffalo or whatever, and Joe and I are not talking about it today, it's because we didn't know it happened after. So I wanted to put that little disclaimer out there. And there's a reason for it, of course. And that is, uh, as you're hearing this today, I am moving from this apartment of mine into a uh well into a hotel for at least the next couple of weeks man uh i've been here for a couple of years and uh i don't know joe you know i i have even if it's for dumbass reasons I, I get sentimental about things and i mean fuck this apartment let me put that out there. i don't care about the apartment <laughs> but I, i'm I sitting like, here i'm sitting here in the corner of my like well, bedroom, it's, I got like this home office set up, which is pretty cool, man. And I'm just, again, it's not the apartment itself that, uh, that I'm missing. It, 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 I got a lot of memories of doing podcasts here. You know, I've talked to mm-hmm. a lot of people over the last couple of years. I've really kind of grown this show and I've done it sitting right here, 1300 miles away in Florida, talking to a lot of people, mainly in Buffalo, uh, like yourself. So it's just, it, it's a crazy week. I, 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 so I get those kind of sentiments and you know, emotional way, whatever, but more than that, the physical aspect of moving. I hate it with the deepest of passions. I hate the process of moving anywhere. I could be moving from a old rundown 600 square feet shack to 
into a mansion and I still would despise and loathe and hate the packing and the, and the clean in the house process. You know what I mean? It's just, it's mm -hmm. physically and emotionally, but mainly physically, uh, draining sucks. I hate it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's been a few years for me since I, since I had to, since I moved, well, I didn't have to move. I, I chose to move apartments, but, um, but that whole process, you know, the packing, the unpack, like the unpacking, like when you move into a place, you unpack, then you got to pack it up again. And then you move, you do it like you're doing the whole process and all of it is such a, it's such a burden. And it's just, uh, I think about it. I'm just like, Oh, please. No, I, I just, <laughs> Like whenever I, whenever it is in the future that I'll have to move again, I'm just like, oh please, no, I don't want to do it. Like I just, I get tired immediately thinking about it. I'm just like, no, I, I know I don't want to do it. So I have full sympathy for you because you're, I mean, you're moving from Florida back up up here, and I, the the thought of that kind of a road trip to move is just unbearable. It's it's horrible. The, I'll, well, I'll tell you this. It, I don't mind the unpacking part as much because it's kind of like you move into a new place, wherever it may be, big, small, whatever it may be. And it's kind of like a, an empty canvas and you're kind of, you take your stuff and you kind of paint that canvas a little bit, you know, decorate the way mm -hmm. you want. That part to me is the cool part. It's the, when you leave and having to pack everything up. And then in some cases, like I'm doing this week right now, I'm going to tell you right now, when they come and inspect this apartment, it's going to cost me some money. Because I got some, <laughs> I got some acoustic panels that are up around these walls and I took mm -hmm. just one or two of them down and it's supposed to be like that tape that doesn't stick to the wall. Well, guess what? Yeah, it does. It does. So it peel the, walls, the paint right off. Right. It peels some of the paint no. right off. So they're going to get me for that. And then when you're in an apartment for over two years, two and a half years, like we've been, you know, they're going to throw new rugs in and, and then they ring you up for that. So they're, mm -hmm. they're going to put the screws to us before uh, we get out. So yeah, I'm going from here to a hotel down here for a couple weeks. And then I'm coming back up to Buffalo in early July, which I mean, I do that every year. I was always going to come up for the summer. It may be permanent. That's not official yet. Well, if it is, I'm not mm -hmm. saying so, <laughs> but, but anyway, you know, we'll, thanks for we'll, leaving us in the lurch. Pat. That's great. <laughs> yeah, man. I got, so there's some, what, what's the saying? There's some eyes to, what is it? T's to cross eyes to dot. I don't know. Whatever, sure. the hell, whatever yeah. hell that stu stupid statement is. So not official yet, <laughs> Definitely going to be in Buffalo all summer. And I'm really looking forward to, uh, well, hanging out with guys like you. You know what I mean? It's fun to do this show, even the way we have to do it with this Zencaster stuff. But it'll be a lot more fun when we get opportunities, not every week, but at least sometimes to sit down, mm -hmm. you know, face to face and hit up a bar. Now that some things are opening more and more and get some wings and, and do stuff like that. Which, by the way, you know what? Let me ask you this, Joe. Kind of a segue, you know, what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> now, I still don't know what's happening and what's like going on and what's canceled in Western New York this summer, you know, with COVID and protocols for the most part, like I know the Erie County fair is open and I'll, I'll be there for that. But like, what are a few things typically in a normal year that like, uh, if anything that like you look forward to every summer, like events that go on in Buffalo, whether they're, they're fates or festivals, whatever they may be, bear tents, whatever it is. Like, what are a couple of things that like you really like to sink your teeth into in the summer months in Buffalo? Well, before that, I'll, I'll I'll tell you we got over the seventy percent uh, vaccinated mark in New York. Yeah. So they've so they they've decided we've won. Pandemic's over. War's everything over. back to normal. Like you know, I was like, well, if I got a seventy in school, man, I wasn't throwing a party for anything. My parents certainly weren't having a party for me at seventy percent. Don't anyways. tell my son that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
but uh, but it's like things I look forward to. Like my most favorite thing is taste the buffalo. Yeah, that that's like my absolute number one favorite thing uh, to to hit up because it's it's every it, you I mean you, you get basically every kind of cool place in the city shows up to, to to with samples to eat, and you know you get you get such awesome selections of everything, and it's just there's always different places. There's like it's gotten to the point with me where there's like my favorites, where like I know I got to hit this this and this. I'm gonna look around at everything, but there's these three that I know are gonna like. If I get stuff that I don't like or that I end up not liking, at least these things are gonna save me. These things will make me feel better about everything that I did today. And the, I, I think the only downside with it is that you just roast outside because you know it's it's in July, I think usually, and you're just you're just roasting outside, walking up and down uh, Delaware Avenue, and sampling all the the good food, and you know that people bring it in wine slushies now so you get boozed up if you're, as you're walking around like all these different things where it's just great and like that's that's my most favorite uh thing i i would say like i i'm kind of down on the wing festival like you know they do that every fall i'm just not into that man like i <laughs> like it's overrated I mean, it's, it's it, it yeah like it, it you, you show up to it and it's i think it's more hype than it is substance I mean, you usually get some places from around the state that show up because uh, one of my favorite places from Oswego came one year and they were like, we're in the competition. We're going for it. And I was like, OK, <laughs> like maybe I do want to go this year, and get some get some wings that I remember having back in the day. But um, but for the most part, I'm just kind of like, yeah, I just get over it. Like, yeah, I the one year 716 won best wings there. And I was just like, come on. <laughs> what it, like before before the place was even open, they were just like, oh, yeah, 716 has the best wings. I was like. How much did they pay to make sure they got the best? Like, yeah, never, they like, never had the break. best wings. They had the best nothing. No. Certainly no. not best wings. I, I've had those. No, no way. No, no way. No. But like, you know, but it, it's. I mean, it's goofy. But like, people get way too tanked for it. And like, the last thing you want to do is like be out in the sunshine, ripped out of your mind, and then eating wings on top of it. Like, get lost. Sounds like my it's life, just, though, Joe. The, the vomit party, man. Like, <laughs> that's well, like I, that's my life, man. <laughs> no, you're you're right though. A hundred percent. I tell you, man. I think one of the things being five years away is I realized because I, I hear you talking about taste of Buffalo and obviously I haven't been there in five years. Well, nobody's been there in two now, but um, mm -hmm. I really didn't do that often when I lived there. And it, it kind of goes back to having five years down there to really examine how I was in Buffalo and how I just took so many things for granted and just always mm -hmm. did the same couple things. I didn't do stuff like that. I didn't go to the, to the Allentown Art Fest. I mean, I'm not really an artsy guy anyway, but it's still pretty cool. <laughs> you know, it, it's a nice vibe. I used to love the Italian, well, I don't love the Italian Fest now that it was like downtown on the harbor, but I used to love it. I grew up on the west side and used to be on the west side. And then it, for many, many years, it was on Hurdle Avenue in North Buffalo. That's what I remember. I don't remember the harbor, but anyway, yeah. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. Uh, I agree with you about Wing Fest, by the way, 100%. And I think it's overrated. I don't even, I don't, it's not so much that it's overpriced. I don't know, man. I I would like all the area places. I wish more area places were there mm -hmm. so you get a sample because yeah, I might get something from out of state or or downstate or something. I'm probably not going to go there and, and eat them whether I like them or not. Yeah. But you know, having more choices around here might influence me to start going to those places. But yeah, man, Queen of Heaven Beer Tent in West Seneca, which I know that's coming this year. In fact, I just seen that a couple. Of, I'm Ooh. excited about that. Time and Beer, pretty much any beer tent 
that those are the things that <laughs> those are the things that I, I I really you know what dude we're naming off all these places I'll tell you maybe next week we'll do a starting five of like Buffalo summer events or something oh we could man pro- probably we could probably fit one in like that yeah well I mean it will officially be summer next week when we when we get doing this so I mean that that'd be on the nose one other thing too I wanted to hit on before we get into any hockey's talk here uh I saw and again we're taping this on Tuesday I don't know if you even saw this yet I think it was uh. Maybe it was it was a TV news site, but I didn't see it on TV. I read it on the internet. Bob Marley's son. I don't know if you read this. Uh, I, I did see this. He's part of a startup cannabis group that might bring marijuana production plant to uh to Buffalo. And I kind of I tweeted this out. I said, you know, don't ever don't ever let someone tell you Buffalo ain't growing, like both literally and figuratively. <laughs> if that happens, because I I laughed at first, and it is you know it is still kind of funny to me, but. As I was reading the article, man, this place would be like a hundred thousand square feet and twenty-five million dollar cannabis center that could employ more than fifty people. I'm like, I'll take that job. I'm gonna come yeah. up there and take that job. That's quality pretty, control. Yeah, quality control. Absolutely, man. That's pretty cool, though, ain't it? I think it is. It's just different because I'm not used to things being like that legal, but that that's pretty interesting. That's potentially some big Buffalo news there. I, uh, I, my, my one wonder with that is, you know, the every, Buffalo is always just like, oh, my city smells like Cheerios. I'm like, well, is it going to be Cheerios and Cheerios and weed? weed. Like, cause, <laughs> cause like if, if you're waking up in the morning and you're smelling that, like com- coming from wh- wherever they build the place, you're just kind of like, oh, it's all right. Like just mellow out the entire city. Just everybody relax, take it down a notch, just be happy. But, but like, I, I do wonder if it's Bob Marley's kid, it's got, I mean, Buffalo soldier. I mean, I don't know. Do you have to call? Do you have to call the business Buffalo Soldier, that, or like, is like some kind of pun off of that? Like, because I, I, I think of like these, you know, the weed shops and stuff, and I've seen them in like Colorado and and whatever, and they tend to stay away from punny names, which I think is good because leave that to the vape shops, right? <laughs> Those guys have that on lockdown. Um, but I wonder if like you just have to get it, kind of go corny with it, or do you have to be put on your really serious head? Like, no, we're very serious about selling our weed, and we're going to be very professional with our weeds. So, like, come on, guys, please, please. Well, please, it's not. maybe they could get everybody high, and, and and then everybody could be in a chill mood because then when it comes to savers and having to talk about the savers, everybody <laughs> would, everybody would be cool about it, and, and nobody would care. Unfortunately. You know, that's not the case. What, what, a, what a perfect segue that is. So on Tuesday, <laughs> Elliot Friedman on his podcast, and I, I didn't listen to the whole thing, but I did listen to a section he was talking about NHL teams that are keeping their eyes right now on Jack Eichel. And he said, don't be surprised if the Sabres end up with two picks in the top 10 of the draft. Now, he didn't specifically say it was for Jack or for Sam Reinhardt. Um, they specifically discussed Anaheim, who picks at three. Columbus, who mm-hmm. picks at five, and L.A., who picks at eight. Although, when it came to L.A., Elliot Friedman said that, as of right now, at least from what he hears, they're not really in on Jack Eichel. So, if they mm-hmm. were interested, it would be more for Sam. But, I mean, it, this is not like breaking. It's not like Elliot's breaking any, you know, major significant news here because we know mm-hmm. both those guys, There's like we've talked about this on the show many times over the last few weeks, they very well both could be traded. And we know that at least some draft compensation is going to be part of a package. It's not like they're going to tra- mm-hmm. trade Jack Eichel straight up for the fifth pick in the draft. That's not going to happen. But we right. knew that draft compensation would be at least part of any package. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? 
uh, potentially getting two picks in the top 10 in a year where there's no one big name, so to speak. Mm-hmm. There's no one complete consensus. The low power is kind of becoming that, at least in the eyes of a lot of media folk out there right now. But I don't know. How, how, how do you feel about that? Because ugh, I, I got it. Hockey draft picks just don't do it for me because I get I think of like Grigorinko with the, a top 10 pick or something like that. I'm not saying that that's who will turn out to be. I don't mm-hmm. know, man. It, it just doesn't excite me. Like, What are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I totally understand you not being excited by the draft when it comes to Buffalo because no. it's it's been it's been mostly ugly and even the nice parts have turned into ugly parts too. So I, I, I get it. Um as far as what Elliot's talking about though, I, I'm I, I've talked about it. I, I think I've talked about it here. I've talked about it on other podcasts, but Anaheim seems like way too natural of a fit for for a jack trade for me because why well, I think the net, well, it gives you a natural starting point because you ask Anaheim, okay, it starts with pick number three this year. And you're like, if pick number three is not included, we'll, we'll just stop talking now. Um, but when you're talking about a superstar like Jack Eichel, who is, you know, a top 10 talent, you know, and Anaheim, you know, from what Elliot says, really wants to make a splash for a superstar. You know, because let's face it, you know, LA and Anaheim being the same market, you know, and Orange County people just be like, it's not the same market. Blah, 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 blah. Just, listen, shut up. Like, you're, you're 20 minutes apart, please. Like, 20 minutes without traffic apart, I should say. It's probably right. two hours otherwise. But um, but they have they have that pick, uh, which, I mean, hey, if you're trading Jack Eichel, you're, re, you're, you're basically saying we're rebuilding in full. So that's, you know, so right away you're going you're gonna to have two picks in the top five, which is perfect. Like, that's, that's the ultimate scenario. But you can also like they've got a <clears throat> excuse me they've got a money guy they've got a big contract that they can offload to make the money balance out for Jack like they can take Adam Henrique uh, from the you know, from the Ducks bring him on he can be the center and he can be a leader right away with your rebuilding team uh, in Buffalo uh, he's also from near Toronto he's so he's close to family like you know it's the, it's the, the that old Tim Murray marketing line of like we can we can get guys here because they're from you know Southern Ontario and they'll like be in you know, near, near home. So that they got that working for them and they've got prospects um, and they've got other like NHL ready type talent. Um, granted, they don't have a ton of it, but they, they're, they're, that's not to say that they're very close <laughs> when it comes to that, it comes down to it, but, um, but they've got guys that are young who may not have just, who may not have made that jump just yet. And who might be on the precipice of doing that? Like a guy like uh, Mac, uh, Max Comtois, um, big forward. He's he's a guy that I'm really impressed with. But um, you know, Anaheim has been waiting a couple of years for him to like get comfortable in that role to take over. So um, he's a guy. He's I mean, he's certainly a guy that I would say like if I'm Buffalo, give me number three. We'll take Henrique. Give us Comtois. Give us one other thing, and you got Jack. And like that, that to me makes it easy. And I know the Kings thing is the Kings thing is, is a bit messed up because uh, my pal, John Hoven um, said that they're not really feeling Eichel right now. And I have a feeling it has to do with the neck or maybe they're playing hard to get (laughs) because, you know, you don't want to lay all your cards out on the table in public because, you know, you don't, you don't want Kevin Adams calling him up going like, listen, pal, we know you want him. So like, let's just, let's, you know, I got your back against the wall. So give me, give me everything that I want. Like Kings don't have to make that deal. They have all the parts to do it, but they don't have to. 
uh, because they can just wait for Quentin Byfield to become, you know, the, the man they can, you know, they can bring in Alex Turcott to be their, you know, their eventual number two, you know, they still have Kopitar who's, who's amazing, you know, so they, they don't have to do anything. Anaheim kind of has to do something like they've got to make a play. So that those, like when it comes down to those teams, I totally get it. Columbus would like, I could see them that, that I think that's been talked about before when it, in regards to Seth Jones and one of their goaltenders, possibly in a deal for, for Reinhardt and stuff. But I mean, if you're going to get their number five pick, it's got to be Jack involved too. But I think if you're taking on Seth Jones, who's, you know, can be a free agent next year. Um, if you're getting one of their goalies, then okay. But like, you got to make it, Buffalo's got to get their pick of which one they want. It can't just be like, no, you can only have this guy. Like, no, no, you're getting Jack. Uh, you're, you're going to give us the guy that we want. So, um, so when it comes down to those three teams, like, yeah, I, I, I'm convinced, I'm convinced they're going to have another top 10 pick. Um, and I, if I, if, if I had to pick one, I'd, I'd say they'll have two top five picks because I think, because Anaheim just makes way too much sense to me. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let me spitball a scenario for you and just something in my head, and I could be completely off base very well, maybe. I think we both agree, and I think everyone would agree, Sam Reinhardt's never going to have more trade value for Buffalo than he, than he does right now. So mm-hmm. they're going to trade him right now is definitely the time to do that. When it comes to Jack Eichel, because of the neck, I, I think it's obvious that this is not a marriage that's going to last much longer. I, I'm pretty sure that's obvious. But there's a school of thought, at least there's a school of thought to me, that maybe if they if they bring back, if Eichel does not get traded this summer, okay, and I don't know what's going on with his neck. I don't think anybody truly knows exactly. But let's say he gets mm-hmm. healthy enough to play again. Could you see a scenario where maybe the Sabres bring him back, he plays this year, demonstrates that he's healthy, maybe shows some more trade value, and then potentially because they would have to do it before a certain time next year because then the no trade would kick in. But do you think maybe, it, and again, I could be completely off base here, but maybe they have Jack play up until like around the deadline this coming season and then they try to move him at that point. Do you see that as a scenario or do you say we need to wash our, we need to wash our hands with this guy for once, once for all right now? He doesn't want to be here. We're ready to move on for him. We might not get we might only get 80 cents on a dollar instead of, you know, a dollar for a dollar or whatever. 
but uh, the times now, like, what do you do? You think that's a possibility, realistically, or do you say, nah, man, let's let's just do this now? If that if that actually happened, I would be shocked. I would be shocked beyond shocked if he ever plays another game or mm-hmm. practices again with the Sabers. I would. I think this is so far gone, and this is so far. I think everybody's ready to just wash their hands of it and just be done with each other right now. Cause, and honestly, I, I think if you, I mean, I get, I get the idea of needing Jack to, to prove that he can still do it out, you know, once the next thing is figured out. Um, but if you need that, but if you need that to be like, well, you know, he's still a really great player. I don't know, man. Like, I mean, his whole resume is out there on tape every game. Like, you know what he can do. I, I get like the neck thing's an issue. But I think if if you're trading him to another team, like the other team's got to give him a physical and figure out what's going on. Sure. So, yeah, you know, I, I think when it, when it, you know, because it's basically getting like a third opinion, third or fourth opinion at this point uh, when it comes down to it. So, you know, they'll you know, the other team will determine that and they'll discuss it with Jack what they think, you know, their doctor will say like, hey, listen, here's what here's what I think about it. Uh can we, you know, are you okay with doing it this way here? And he might say, yeah, you know what? Okay, we'll do it that way here. Or their doctor is going to be like, yeah, you know, hey, listen, if you want to get that surgery, we got you 100%. You know, you can do it if you want to. And if he just goes, eh, okay, cool. Like, we'll get it done. I'll see you, you know, whenever, whenever, you know, however, however long it takes to, to recover from that. Uh, or maybe he just says, you know what? No, I'll tough it out for you guys. I'll do it, you know, I'll do it the best way or, or do it this way. I'll do it that, you know, whatever you want, at least I'm out of there. Like <laughs> whatever you guys say to do, I'm happy. I'm out of there now and I can go on living. So, but yeah, I, 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 I just, I find it impossible at this point to think that he's ever going to see any time in blue and gold Sabres blue and gold again. <laughs> I, I don't want, there's other teams with blue and gold out there. I don't want to be like, he gets traded to Nashville and somebody's like, oh, 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 he's blue and gold again. I think right now we, we feel like it can't really get much worse, the relationship between organization and fans. But mm-hmm. I shudder to think of, all right, let's just say they do trade Jack and they trade him to Anaheim and you just laid out this really good, sensible scenario. But let's just say they don't get that third pick or they get that third pick, but they don't get the the player or they don't get that mm-hmm. prospect to go with it. Like it feels, I just said 80 cents on a dollar. Say they get 70 cents on a dollar. If it's a trade that doesn't look good on paper, I think these fans, I didn't think it could get any worse, but I actually do think it can get worse if that yeah. happens. You agree with that? Yeah. I, I, I've i always cautioned, for the last few years, I've always cautioned people who say, well, it can't get any worse than this. I was like, can it? Yeah. <laughs> can it get worse? You know, like <laughs> that, that, that was something that I, I said at the end of my column and people are just like, well, it can't get worse than this. I said, well, they can finish 32nd next year. Right. That's a, that's a little worse. You know, they were the first team to finish 31st. Why not be the first team to finish 32nd? You know, but, um, but it's, yeah, I, it can absolutely get worse. I mean, it's like I said, Adams is going to get judged completely based on what happens with this trade. You know what? I've, you know, I've been very sympathetic to, to Kevin Adams since the get go because he was charged with fixing up whatever the mess was last year and like he had to you know had to get all these free agents had to do all this stuff he had to take care of the, the roster all these things like he had to fire a bunch of people his first day on the job like just the worst of all miserable experiences of, of becoming an executive like and now it's now it's his second year now it's like hey you now have to trade our best player and make sure you don't get the wool pulled over your eyes to do it either 
Yeah. So, you know, like that it's extremely challenging. This would be challenging for anybody who's even been in the league for 20 years because you don't just trade guys like Jack Eichel and expect to get a fair return. You know, I I think about what happened with the Gretzky trade in 89 and, you know, I was 10 years old. I remember that day as clear as anything because Gretzky was like my favorite guy growing up. And I remember why it was reading all these guys that they traded to get him. I was like, holy cow, it's a lot of guys like that's, that's an insane trade. It's the same thing with the you know, with uh, with Lindros, um, with uh, that that trade with Quebec because Quebec Quebec still drafted him even though he was even though Lindros told him I'm never playing for you ever, and you know you know Eric's parents were just like he's not playing in Quebec City. Sorry, that's that's not how it's working. Even that trade was bonkers, and he hadn't even played an NHL game. It was completely worth the hype. Lindros was incredible, but like one of those guys that went went the other way ended up being Peter Forsberg. You know, like right. the, like one of those draft picks was ended up being Peter Forsberg. So it's just like, whoops, okay. So <laughs> you know, you look at you look at like how the, that trade breaks down now. You're just like, oh my god, what a mammoth deal that was. So like now, but like you have a known quantity in what Jack is. You can't screw it up. Like the Bruins screwed it up with Joe Thornton. You know, they got a handful of guy, a handful of dudes for a guy who won MVP that season. You know, like Thornton had what 94, 95 assists that year for San Jose, like, come on, (laughs) right. You know, Thornton's going to the hall of fame, you know, five years after he retires, it's, it's a no brainer. And the Bruins got what Marco Sturm, Wayne Primo and Brad Stewart and like some crappy draft pick. Brad Stewart won a Stanley cup, but he did it with Detroit. (laughs) Like, you know, Wayne Primo was, you know, he was a Sabres guy forever. And Marco Sturm, like, you know, he scored some nice goals for him in the playoffs, but was he a superstar? No, hell no. Like, that's what happened. You know, like that, that's the kind of deal you can't have. It's, you know, it's like the O'Reilly deal. You can't, you can't have a re, you know, a redux of that deal. Cause you do that. Like everybody who said like, you know what, I'm done with this team. They're going to be done, done. Like they're just going to be like, forget it. Yeah. I'm, I'm tuning out where, you know, what time's the Kraken game get on? Cause I want to, I want to, I want a fresh start. Give me a new team. At least I don't have any expectations with them. I legitimately and very realistically, and this isn't in me, this is not me being angry and yelling and swearing like I tend to do. I am very uh, subjectively and calmly saying this. If the Sabres screw up this trade and if things get even worse, I think you're going to lose a lot of fans legitimately for good. I think they're going to go. They'll either follow another hockey team or they'll stop watching hockey altogether or at least, you know, won't care about Buffalo and uh, they'll be gone for good. I really think that there is a portion of this fan base that legitimately this organization, they're on very thin ice. So they need to be careful. Now, now I don't expect them to, they're not making the playoffs next year. I'd be, no. I'd be stunned. You're talking about you. You'd be <laughs> stunned if Michael ever sk- suits up for Buffalo again. I'd be equally as stunned if we were talking about Sabres postseason hockey next year. So you're looking at 11 years, which will set the all time record mm-hmm. for futility and not making the playoffs. I, I I'm prepared. I'm resigned to that. But if this team takes even more step backs or if they get whatever they get in return for Eichel and it's just not looking good after one or two years, man, they're going to lose a lot of players or a lot of fans, I should say, for eternity, man. I, I truly, honestly believe that. I really do. You know, you know what happens in that case? And I, I say this, I say this very smirkingly and kind of trollingly. That's when they trade for Patrick Kane. <laughs> like if they want to save face, they, they'll, they'll, they'll be like, hey. 
at least we're going to get South Buffalo back on our side. Right. We're bringing Patty back home. <laughs> you know, be, you know, Kane, you know, Kane will just be like, uh, listen, you know, I, you know, I've already won all my cups. You know, Chicago's trying to get back under the cap. He's worth like, you know, 10, 11 million against the cap. And they'll just be like, Sabres will be like, listen, you know, we got nothing. We're way under the cap now because we've, we've cheaped out completely. All right, Patty, come on home. You're going to be a Hall of Famer, finish up your career here, play in front of your family all season and, you know, live, live the life that you've always wanted to live, you know, being a hockey superstar in your hometown, like just, just come and do it like that. That's what I could see happening just from a PR saving face right. kind of thing, because all those fans that you're talking about, a lot of them, like their second team was always Chicago because of Kane. And, you know, they're all, you know, Sabres missed the playoffs. Like, oh, at least we could watch Patty play like fair trade. Like, but now you're talking like, well, now I don't even like watching the Sabres. At least now I'll watch Patty play. Then suddenly their closets filled with more Blackhawks stuff than it is Sabres stuff. And then suddenly they're like, yeah, what time's the Hawks game on again? Like, uh, what, what time can we watch Kane play? Like, what, like what's happening? And that's, that's where you end up. Like, that's how, that's how things go bad quickly. That's, I mean, that's the downside of also, you know, having a hockey flush market where you can produce players like that and, you know, have local people just be like, well, this will be my other team to go with the Sabres because I root for this guy. And, you know, the Sabres, I could see it be like them thinking it's a 200 IQ player to bring in an, you know, an aging, you know, 35 and over Patrick Kane to be like, ah, well, this will help out for a little bit. Here's that Band-Aid over this this hatchet wound we've gotten our, gotten our, you know, our legs almost cut off now. And, you know, this will, this will, this will tide us over for a bit. That's when I win like a billion dollars in the, in the lottery and I uh, bring the Buffalo Braves back and bring that NBA <laughs> franchise. I've been looking to bring back <laughs> forever. One more, one more Sabres thing here. And then we'll get into our, our starting five draft. Uh, Lance Lozowski on Tuesday tweeted out that he heard from a, from a league source that the New Jersey devils have interest in, uh, Rasmus Rusalainen. I mean, look, we hear it every year there that we assume he's going to be traded. I think this might be, and this is at least the third straight off season where the, one of the big points of conversation is, is he going to get traded? I think it's very realistic more so now than ever. But anyway, Lance pointed out a specific team that was interested and said they were you know, desperate for a right-handed shot on the defense. Seems like a good fit. Are you at the point right now with Rusalainen where, Unlike Sam and Jack, where you might really want to hold off for the best package, you're almost willing to just take what you can get. Because trading him, by the way, and you talked about this last week, actually, and wrote about this. Trading him, if you're going to trade him, you want to do it before the expansion draft. Because then that'll allow you to um, protect somebody else. Like maybe a Will Borgen or, or a Rasmus Asplund that otherwise might be exposed if because you're mm-hmm. not protecting Mr. Laney because you'd be trading him before. But anyway, what's your mindset with him? Are you at the point, well, just... Move on from him. He deserves to go somewhere else and just take whatever you can get. I I've been I've been on the move him out of town train for three years. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, and it's not anything against him. It's just a, a, for me, it was always a matter of like his the opinion of him around the league is is high enough that maybe they haven't paid attention to his underlying numbers. <laughs> maybe they're not looking that closely to see where his deficiencies lie. Maybe, you know, they're only seeing the hits and, and the goals and stuff and saying like, Hey, this guy's, this guy's our answer. You know, even this week when I mentioned Ristolainen on Twitter, um, cause I mentioned it on an, on, on another podcast that like Philly always seems to, to, to be drooling over him. And I have flyer fans popping into my mentions going, Oh man, I think we could get him. Oh, I've been, I've been dreaming about him for years. And I'm like, you can just make an offer. <laughs> just make an offer, man. Like just make it worthwhile. You'll be okay. 
And I don't, I'm not saying take anything for him. Cause I mean, you, you like that, that's a Tim Murray move, you know, like with, with Tory Mitchell and Brian Flynn, just, ah, just give us a seventh. It's fine. Like, no, get something in return and assume that the other team values him a lot. Like take advantage of somebody else's weakness for once <laughs> is, right. is the way I look at it. Like if, if they've got a, if they've got another player that, that they don't think highly of, but, but Buffalo's got a good, like they've got a good feel for him. Ask for that guy. Like, you know, if it's a Will Butcher who they went after a few years ago and just missed out on, if that's the guy you trade him for, fine. Like he seems, you know, devil seem to be ready to move on from him. So make that deal. Like just take advantage of somebody else's desires for once, for once in your life, just, just do it and be okay with it because I'm convinced once you cut wrist, like once you get wrist to line and away from the rest of the defense, it's addition by subtraction. All right. I'm back with Joe Yurden. It is time for our weekly starting five. I'm on a hot streak, buddy. I am on a hot streak. I love it. So I'm, I'm just stewing in anger because this, I, I now granted, we agreed that this was going to be close. Yeah. We agreed this is going to be close. And I don't think it was that close. No, at least last I checked the numbers, they weren't, it wasn't that close. It ended up. Uh, so anyway, for everyone listening who didn't catch last week, we did fictional sports movie characters last week. Uh, I ended up with 55. So I won 55 to 45. Mm-hmm. I took Rocky Balboa. Let's recap. I took Rocky Balboa, Danny LaRusso, LaRusso, I should say, Gordon Bombay, Ricky Vaughn, Roy Tincup, McAvoy. Joe took, and again, finished with 45%, took Reggie Dunlop, Shane Falco, Kelly Leak, Sidney Dean, and Al Cervic. I did expect it to be a little bit closer. I felt good, though, last. I, when we left the draft last week, I felt good. There's been a couple weeks where I was like, I think you drafted a better team, and I don't know, for mm-hmm. whatever reason, Twitter did not agree. But this week I felt pretty good. But I, yeah, I expected it maybe like a 53-47. I thought it was going to be closer than it was. Honestly, I think that Reggie Dunlop, while well, well, a good pick, and and especially Al Zervik, I, I again, one of my favorite movies, one of my favorite characters from a movie ever. Uh, I don't think they polled well. They weren't box office draws with Twitter, with our voting Twitter anyway. They're good critical choices. Again, I, I've used this before. It's like, Joe Yurden went out and made a really good indie movie and it's, and it scored great on Rotten Tomatoes, you know, in terms of like critic approval. But when it came to the box office numbers, it didn't perform quite as well. If that makes sense to you. I, this, this falls in line with my, my HBO series draft where I was, I was, I still to this day will defend that that was infinitely better than yours, (laughs) but by light years better than yours. Now I can't say that this time, but I did I did like my campaign point of accusing you of just going for names. <laughs> yeah. Just going, oh, he's got all recognizable guys. Like, oh yeah, of course that's them. I was I like, sold no, out a read these bit. characters. Oh, you 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 definitely sold out. I sold out. I'll tell you right now, you know, I I well, I sold out with one name absolutely, Gordon Bombay. I I, I went back and I'm hearing some of these I knew some of the choices that we talked about some of them. And then some of the, you know, people that were critical out there of, of guys we didn't take. Uh, I was like, dude, that's not one of my five favorite. I'm like, all right, that's, that's a name that might hold well. Gordon, uh, Gordon Bombay was your weakest 
call. It was. Like, it was a bad decision. But it was the one that everybody's like, oh, my God, I love it. It's like, no, you don't. You know the name. Like, I, that's you don't actually like the character. Kelly please. Kelly Leak was a great pick. I thought he was your best pick last week. Not not your most famous. One, I think but that's what most people just didn't know. That like, was, just, right, like, right, right, right. That, that was my favorite one, though. The whole <laughs> Shane Falco. Now, Shane Falco, by the way, even though. <laughs> People, people love Keanu. Keanu. Yeah, you you were, you were, I I think it had some effect. I got criticized a lot for, for criticizing him, but anyway, that was fun. So what we're going to do based off, we're going to piggyback off last week a little bit, because you know what? Why not? At the end of the day, this shit's all for fun anyway. So instead of doing Mm -hmm. fictional sports movie characters this week, we're going to do sports movies. And I'm going to tell you right now, Joe, I will be stunned. I could be wrong because you never know. Again, sometimes we've left this draft thinking it's going to be close and it turns out to be a blowout. There's been some where I'm like, this really isn't going to get much uh, run on Twitter. And then there's a lot of interaction and a lot of votes. And then there's times where I'm like, oh, this is a great category and it doesn't quite get as much. This week, I'm confident that more than anything else we've done, this is going to get picked apart and criticized more mm-hmm. than anyone. And that's simply because there's a gazillion great sports movies, absolutely yeah. impossible to draft five. And even if we run off a handful of our honorable mentions, like we usually do, there's just too many good ones. Now, if we mm-hmm. were doing football movies, only football or only baseball or only basketball or something like that, I, it would be a little more, I don't think we would get blasted as much, but we're, we're going to get dragged through the mud for this one. I promise you that I'm good. With that. Like this is one where I think we could do a, we could almost have the Rando Calrissian, <laughs> the rando calrissian like third like people's choice team yeah and the people's choice team could absolutely mop the floor with yep. us like i, that, I, I think, think so. that could have happened last week and i think that could have happened oh what was it what uh, one of the other ones that um it was one of the other weeks that we did one where it was just like everything that we were just like now we could add that one could add that one could add that one yep. that we would have got killed on that too yep. this is absolutely a week where if we just took five other like five other great movies, we could probably get our asses kicked. Let's see. <laughs> the goal, I think the goal this week, well, obviously, we both want to win. I mean, who doesn't want to win? We do something. Right. We want to win. But let's see if we can try to keep this, like, say, I'll be happy either way if it's, like, within six percentage points, one way or the other. So let's see if, uh, <laughs> if we can do it now. I'm looking last week. So I took Rocky Balboa with the first pick. That means you got the first pick here. So same format as always, everyone out there. Um, Joe's going to pick one. Then I get the next two snake trap till we get to five. So kick it off, man. Sports movies. See, now this is a week where I think, I think I'm at a disadvantage again by having the first pick, because I think this is a, this is a, a, a category where any of like 10 movies could arguably be number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that's, I think that's fair to say like any of 10 any of 10 movies could just be like, yeah, no, that's number one. But you getting the next two picks after that, being able to like double up on it. Oh my God. Like this, this has got, this has got the mob movie feel to it. Where It's, I'm like, to, I'm it's looking Godfather like a fix. Too. It's looking like a oh fix right God. now. You, th- you think the fix is on or something. I'm, I'm planting the seed of doubt right now for, <laughs> for anybody voting because this is like the hockey draft coming this summer. There's, there's no clear cut. <laughs> there's no consensus. Number one, there ain't no, uh, there is no McKinnon. There's no Connor McDavid in this draft. Mm-hmm. No, no, this is this is a draft where you have 50 Connor McDavid's. <laughs> 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 you've got 50 Connor McDavid's and 50 LeBron's and 
yeah, good luck. Like that, that's just, it stinks. Right. <laughs> that just stinks for it. And, and I, and I hate it, but, um, and this is, you know, this is just me. Let me pledge something while, while you're debating your first pick. Yeah. I'm going to throw this out there this week. I'm telling you right now, I have a board. These are going to be my personal favorites. I am not thinking about what I might put out there. That's going to attract more voters. In fact, quite the opposite. I might get stung by one or two of these picks. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, it's not like they're no-name movies. They're popular. Mm -hmm. But I'm picking five sports movies that I love. So anyway, on that note, back to you. Okay. All right. So, okay. You're picking five that you love. Yes. Okay. Because I I feel like me going for... Critical approval's been my downfall. <laughs> like, like I'm above the masses. I don't need I don't need your approval. I feel good about it. Yeah, this. you've been a fancy pants once or twice. I think, <laughs> I think it's cost you a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. But I think in this case, I'm stealing your number one pick from last week. It's got to be Rocky. I think Rocky, Rocky's, Rocky's abs- the first Rocky is absolutely the like the best sports movie going because it's got it's got all the heart it's got the drama it's got the fights it's got everything about it and you know what the lead guy doesn't even win the fight spoiler, <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> sorry guys like spoiler alert for you know 40 going on 50 year old movie whatever it is um yeah like rocky's it man like it's got you got the full array of characters it's it's just an an awesome perfect film i it rocky's number one for me okay i have uh I'm going to see this is I, I feel like this is a chess match and, and you made a, a good first move. And this is where I, I wanted to preface this because I think I'm going to get beat up for this. But I'm I'm staying true to my board. So it's actually going to be my second pick. My first pick. I picked the character last week. It, it's without question my favorite sports movie of all time. I picked last week. I picked Ricky Vaughn. It's Major League. I love mm-hmm. that movie. It is my favorite. Not just baseball. It's my favorite sports movie. That whole cast was just hilarious man I, we talked about ricky vaughn last week uh dorn i love dorn the, yeah. the the rich asshole third baseman like serrano <laughs> who couldn't hit the curveball um jake taylor the washed up bum lou brown the manager who just had the best attitude willie mays hayes mm-hmm. i mean awesome cast um i, I almost made me like the cleveland indians as a kid and i grew up a yankees fan but it almost made me like cleveland the story was pretty cool they they had to tank or you know the owner wanted to sell the team so she tried to get him the tank Renee Russo was in that movie. I used to think she was hot back mm. in the day. So that's an easy one for me. The second one, this is where I think I'm going to get beat up. I'm also, I'm going Rocky, but I'm not going, I'm going Rocky three. I'm skipping mm. the second one. The second one is maybe the most popular after one for sure. It's one of the top two most popular ones. Rocky three though, for me, and I'm staying true to my board here, man. That was my favorite one of all the Rocky movies. Because you had everything. Mm-hmm. Stallone comes off the big victory against Apollo Creed. He makes like 10 title defenses. He wants to retire. Him and Mickey are going to ride off to the sunset. Then you get a brand new hungry character, Clubber Lang, who's just talking shit. Rocky fights him. Gets the shit kicked out of him. Mickey dies. I cried my eyes out. I'll cry my eyes out. If we put that clip on right now, I would start crying on this podcast. That's how <laughs> sad I got when Mickey died. And then the rivals get together, man. Apollo and Rocky and they go out to LA and Rocky's heart is not into it, man. And he, he looks washed up. He's done. Then he has that talk with Adrian on the beach and everything mm-hmm. changes. And they, 
that montage of them two and racing on the beach. The ultimate cheese ball scene ever is when they hug each other in the beach into the water, Apollo and Rocky. And then he's just, and then he beats his ass. He beats Clubber in the rematch. That movie had everything that I liked. So for that reason, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going, I got to go Rocky three. So you're going to be on the board for two now. Okay. So I, I like both of those picks and you know, I Rocky three, I love Rocky three. I love Rocky four more, but like, I'm not, I'm not picking Rocky four. I, cause I love the cheese. If you're Rocky not going to pick Rocky four, cause I'm not either. I will say this Rocky four had the best soundtrack of all of them. The music was oh, 100%. fucking amazing. hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, I think, I think, you know what? I, I feel like I'm breaking rules that I set up for myself back, you know, back, you know, before of like not going back over old steps. Um, <laughs> but I, I got to pick Caddyshack. Yeah. Caddyshack's an all timer. Like that's, that, that's a, I'm in a bad mood. I'm throwing this movie on. I'm not in a bad move. Right. Mad, bad move anymore movie. Like that's, it's it's so good from from Rodney to Judge Smith. I mean, I talked about a ton of this last week, but like everybody interacting in that movie is just so on point. And everybody in that movie was so high on cocaine. And <laughs> and the, I think the humor kind of kind of belies that truth. Um, but I mean, you get you know Bill Murray, Chevy Chase, just all these all these people in there where it's just everybody's at the top of their game. Stands and, the test of time. It stands the test of time as good as any movie that there is. Not even just sports, just period. It stands the yeah. test of time. The movie's 40, 41 years old, man. Yeah, geez. Yeah, that's uh, I'm older than the movie. So immediately I'm just kind of like, ooh, ooh. I love the pick. But 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 it's uh, it's Caddyshack's friggin' perfect, man. Like that's that's just an uh, such a such a damn good movie. Um, good pick. The next one, uh, I love the real time drama because this is and this is not yeah. phony. This is not for the cameras or for the microphone. This is like legit, man. I think we mm-hmm. both have dug in. We want to win this shit. Yeah. Well, I'm annoyed. You've won what five weeks in a row now. Four, like, four, get, four. Get lost, get lost, man. <laughs> Soon to be five. Well, maybe not. Uh, I really you, like. I really like you, your first two. You bastard. Um, ah, <laughs> uh, frick. You know, because I'm always torn. Because like, there's movies that I love, but I'm just kind of like, ah, it's not that great of a movie. And then there's other movies that I know are like perfect movies, but like, they're not. They're not name grabbers, and that's you know that's kind of what kills me with a lot of it because it's just like, no, let me let me pick my not name grabber. Um, but I, I gotta stick true to my hockey roots here and I'm going to pick miracle. Ooh. Um, and you know, you know, some of this comes from getting to talk to some of the guys that played on that team, which, you know, blows me away that I get to, that I even get to say that in my life. Um, but like talking to Craig Patrick and talking to Mike Ramsey and talking with, uh, Mike Aruzioni and you know guys like that where you're just like holy shit man that's living history sure. <laughs> like here they are in a movie and like being portrayed pretty damn close to what they are but I mean Kurt Russell playing um, playing Brooks is just it's so good and amazing like, it's it was something like what I talk you know because Craig Patrick would be would be at Sabres games a lot because you know he works for he was working for 
Nashville or Pittsburgh or something. He was working for the, for the Sabres for a year or two. Um, but I, I remember asking him, I was like, the portrayal that Kurt Russell had of, of Brooks, what, you know, what was your take on that? And he was like, he's like, he, he was about as faithful as somebody could without knowing the guy. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> now, you know, granted some things were, you know, how, you know, there's some things that are, you know, played with for Hollywood purposes, but like, you know, hearing the behind the scenes stories of those from, from the guys that were there is just amazing. And just being like, well, how was it in the movies? Like, well, I'm sure for those guys, that was, that, that was, that was pretty close or like, yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty crazy. Or like, you know, the different things that go into that, but like that movie was such a faithful representation of what it was like um, to, to, to get that team picked and to get it together. And for how the whole thing played out, like, you know, how, like you watch the movie, like you have an interest in this, you know, how it plays out, you know, the ending, you cannot be spoiled by it. And you're still like on the edge of your seat watching it. And you're just like, okay, but that's how good everybody in that movie was. So like that, that for me is, is the biggest compliment to, for a movie to tell a true story and to have you just be like, Oh man, what's going to happen? It's like, well, they're playing the Russian, they're playing the Soviets. (laughs) You know, it's going to happen. You know, you know how it goes, but you're still like, just, Oh oh, man, how are they going to get over this? How is this going to work out? Like, I don't know. It's, it's that good. So yeah, I, I, I swerved on you. I know you were probably thinking I was going to pick Slapshot. No, I picked Miracle. I'll tell you what. I think you're three for three right now. That, that's a great pick. And you're blowing I, smoke up my ass. I, I, no, no. I'm being very, very honest with you, man. Last week, I had a really good feeling as we were doing this draft. This week, I, I don't. That's a great pick. Yo, I will listen to an argument that that was the best performance of, of Kurt Russell's career. It, it was really good. Yeah. And, and yeah, man, mm-hmm. I... I'm old enough that I actually remember the game. I remember the miracle on ice. I was nine years old and I watched it in my playroom. I didn't know what the hell was going on, but I watched that game and I knew I came to know a lot of those players from that. I followed that team as young as I was back in 80. Great pick. All right. So I got two here. And again, I told you for better or worse, I'm sticking to my board this week and we'll, we'll see how it plays out. I love a league of their own. I talked a little bit about Mm -hmm. this last week. I think it's some of Tom Hanks' most underrated work. I thought he was absolutely hilarious as Jimmy Duggan, a washed-up alcoholic manager who did not give a shit about doing the job and then kind of became invested in it as, as the movie went on. I loved Gina Davis in this movie as Dottie Henson. In mm-hmm. fact, I'm not even a Gina Davis fan. Like, I don't really know like, anything she did before or since that much, but I loved her in this movie. Madonna, who at that time was one of my favorite entertainers, I was like, man, she can act too. Uh, Marla Hooch, dude, you know, we <laughs> talked about, we talked about this a little bit last week, like this team, she cost them the championship by falling in love with Nelson and running off in the middle of the season and getting married. You don't think they could have used her bet in that seven game series against mm. Kitt's team. They're probably, it doesn't go mm. seven games if Marla doesn't turn her back and fall in love and get married. So to me, she's a heel. But anyway, I, I love, I, I just, I love that movie, man. I really do. I, I, I love that movie. And it's also at least loosely anyway, based on a, a true story because there really was that women's league during the war mm-hmm. when men went off to war. So I feel good about that one. And uh, my other one. So this is my fourth. Ugh, this is a tough one. I, you know, I'm going to go Hoosiers. I, I love that movie. Gene Hackman was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dennis Hopper played a, a you know, a really smart coach, but he was an alcoholic. 
Um, mm-hmm. Great story. Just so many ways. So well layered, so well acted. Uh, Jimmy Chitwood, one of the best basketball shooters we've ever seen in our lifetime. They win the state title. It was just, uh, it was an awesome story, man. So there's not really much more to say besides that. But yeah, I, I feel good about it. I don't know how it's going to play us, but I don't know how League of Their Own is going to play in the grand scheme of things because I know there's better baseball movies out there. I, I'm admitting mm-hmm. that. But again, I'm going to stay true to my board. So League of Their Own and Hoosiers, that's four for me. You got three. All right, so you got the next two. These are going to be your last two right there. And th- th- like this is what I mean by this this whole thing having, you know, 50 number one overall picks sure. to choose from. Like this is this is like picking like the best draft picks of all time and deciding like how you know how you like it's the ultimate fantasy draft fantasy lineup kind of thing. Like if I if I'm going if I'm going in for a, for an all day movie marathon of sports movies, what ones do I want to watch? And like that that's that's kind of how I have to break this down just sure. to try to figure it out in my head. Um and which keeps me from picking some of like the really older ones. Um, just because, you know, like I'm talking like I'm talking way back now. I mean, there's, there's a movie that like I love and being a Yankees fan makes it very easy to love is pride of the Yankees. Cause I think it's a beautifully done tale of, you know, the, the whole yeah. Lou Gehrig story. I yeah. think I, like, I love that movie, but I can't pick it because the, the, I mean, so few, I think so few people, have have watched have sat down to watch that and Gary Cooper just plays an just an unbelievably perfect Gary right but like, I agree you know but like that's I I don't know how many people like my even my age and definitely younger have even sat down to watch that one because I just don't think I don't think anybody does that so I can't like I want to pick it but I can't pick it now if you make that your last pick I would I would hundred percent understand if you're just kind of like well if you're gonna leave that on the board no I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick it <laughs> like feel free to like I understand but. Um, but, I, but like, I love it so much, but I just can't, I just can't pick it, but I got to go as far as, uh, I don't have a baseball movie yet, but I got to pick Bull Durham. Yeah. I was debating um, between that and, uh, <laughs> and, and Hoosiers. That's a good mm-hmm. one. Um, the, the whole range of Crash Davis and Nuclelouche and Susan Sarandon, you know, being the, uh, <laughs> being the, uh, the 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 love interest and, and whatnot on the road and and kind of teaching the rookie the ro- teaching the rookie the ropes and and um, always being there for for the uh, for the uh, the post game uh, action and and whatnot. But it's uh, it, it's such a fun story, and it's I mean you have all these people that just knock it out of the park when they're in movies. So like, um, but it's so fun and. You know, watch watching Nuke Lelouch, you know, watching Tim Robbins pitch is hilarious. Oh, it's so <laughs> Cause, bad. Because he can't at all. <laughs> Terrible. But like, but like that, I mean, he pitches the way that like you would if you were a kid and you didn't know anything about pitching. You just watched it on TV. You're just like, yeah, yeah, you do it like this. And it's like, well, no, it's that's not how it's done at all. But yeah, OK, bud, like, you, sure, you got it. Um, but yeah, like it's it's a, it's an eminently lovable movie. And it's, you know, it's got its adult themes to it, but also it's just, it's a baseball movie at the heart of it. Like that's, that's the whole thing. Sure. And Costner's so good in it. He's so damn good in it as like the veteran catcher and, you know, just trying to, trying to keep the rookies feet on the ground, but also trying to lift them up when he needs it. Like that's, I don't know, everything about that is just a joy for me. So, um, so Bull Durham and, 
Hmm. I feel like I've done, <laughs> I feel like I've done a lot of attention grabbing with these picks. Um, and I feel like I owe it to myself to do a critical pick. It may cost me, okay. but I freaking hope not because Raging Bull's the best. Raging Bull could have been my number one pick. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be my number five pick because, my God, what a beautiful movie. And um, the way De Niro plays plays the role and, like, it's the whole life of the fighter. And Scorsese just going ham with the classical music and it's black and white and telling the whole story. Was it Jake LaMotta? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, like, the whole LaMotta story, like, I like, you know, you, you hear about a guy growing up, but you don't know his whole story and like seeing how he was post career and like, you know, how, you know, how much of like, uh, you know, he's like, I want to be a singer. I want to do this. And it's just like, what? You're like, okay. Like, but it was, but it ran the gamut of being like a, being a professional boxer and a prize fighter and a champion to being like, well, now I'm out of boxing. What the hell do I do with my life? You know, where's my life go from here? And like that whole process of it. And the fact that De Niro had to put on all this weight to be old Jake LaMotta from being, you know, young Jake LaMotta and, you know, the, the you know, the cut fighter and everything. My God, just the, like a friggin' beautiful, perfect movie. I it's like it, it, it's it's the kind of movie where you like you got to be like, I want to watch an acting movie like, you know, I like my brain has to be actively involved and just to appreciate everything that's going on, which is what I think it's going to hurt me. <laughs> this I is why I think picking Raging Bull is going to hurt me because people are just like, I just want to watch a movie. And like Raging Bull, it's like you have to sit there and soak in it and and appreciate everything about it because it's such a it's such a great movie. It's an incredible movie. And, you know, everybody thinks of De Niro and Pesci with Goodfellas starting in the 90s. Mm -hmm. you know, they were in that's that's the start of them two working together. Yeah. I mean, that movie goes all the way back to 1980. I remember being scared of the character of Robert De Niro, the character of the like, because he was crazy at times, you know, he, he was a vicious, violent guy Um, yeah. out of the ring. Um, yep. Oh, yeah. Just a great boxing story, too. I think he fought with Sugar Ray, like, I think he fought him five times. And they document that during the movie, too. Sugar Ray Robinson, I think he fought him five or six mm -hmm. times, man. Just a. It's it, what, what kills me. This is why I'm, I get and this is a totally derailing the conversation, sort of. But this is why I get sad about boxing not being really a thing anymore, because right. oh, boxing yeah, provides too. so much dramas and stories and everything like and i'm assuming you're not going to pick this but like the fighter with um mickey Rourke. uh yeah uh no uh no no that's the wrestler oh oh um the, the fighter with um oh God, I, uh, I know you're talking about christian bale christian bale and it's about uh uh it's about mickey ward oh no that was that was marky mark mark Wahlberg, right he was I think Mark, Wahl uh, Mark Wahlberg. He might have been in the movie. But I think Chris. Uh, no, no I Mark, Mark, I remember. I watched. I, I, it was definitely Marky Mark, man. You could you could Google it while I make my last pick because I'm okay. pretty sure it was Marky Mark. I still call him Marky Mark. I don't care how many great movies he's made. Dude is always Marky Mark to me, oh, man. No, he he was Mickey Ward. Christian, but like Christian Bale is like his his manager. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so we're both right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like that, movie. like that. That's like another one. But like you're doing the story of Mickey Ward, and like his whole story is intense, and like the background, and you know everything about it. It's just like holy shit. Those three fights with Gotti to this day are the best things I've ever seen in boxing. Man, that I first mean, fight I, is probably my favorite fight of all time. There's a documentary on HBO. I barely ever make my son watch anything 
If he doesn't want mm-hmm. to, I made him watch the documentary. It's called Legendary Nice, A Tale of War- Gotti Ward, HBO documentary, man. God, it was absolutely incredible. Incredible. Oh, man. You know, <laughs> see, I'm, I planted two seeds in your mind. You now. did, like, oh you my did, God. You but this did. is what I mean. Like, there's 50 number one picks to pick from. Okay, like, I, this, I made this crazy. I made a big board, all right, and I said I'm staying true to my big board, and I ended up. So I got a, a board of like 10, and seven have been picked. Two, two that you I had on my big board, you've taken already. Um, you took I, Caddyshack was ranked high, and so was uh. And you also stole Bull Durham from me. Miracle was one I, I didn't think about. And uh, Raging Bull was one I forgot about too, which I'm mad about that. So I'm staying true to my board for better or worse. And I, I know I'm going to lose because, well, I, I shouldn't say that. But I'm, I'm, I talked a little bit about this last week briefly. Love and Basketball is one of my favorite sports movies ever, man. It was with um, Omar Epps and uh, Samuel Lathan. The, she played Monica Wright and they were both best. They were next door neighbors and they grew up mm-hmm. basketball stars. Omar Epps was the bigger star. Um, they both went to, to USC. He went to the NBA. He got hurt, tore his ACL. He labored around the league. She went overseas, became a big star. But then she didn't love the sport. And she came back. Uh, ultimately, she quit. She got a job like in, at the bank. And they ended up playing one-on-one in the backyard at the end of the movie for love. You know, if mm-hmm. I beat you, then you love me. You know, he, he was married or engaged. I can't remember if he was married and engaged. I don't remember if he actually married her or not. But anyway, man, it just, I loved that movie. I loved every single thing about that movie. It always resonates with me every single time I see it. And I'm, I was laboring over that pick because, I mean, we both have our picks um, out there and they're done now. But I know if I would have picked Field of Dreams, that would have pulled better for sure because I mm-hmm. like that movie and that's on my list. But I had I had love and basketball higher, so I have to stay true to my board. I told you I'm going to do that this I week. I like that. Tin Cup, too, is another one that I think could have done better. But anyway, yeah, so those are our picks. I look at this. I'm going to be honest with you. We'll see. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I, I'd be stunned if you don't get a minimum of 70% of the vote this week. I said really? I'd, 70%? I thought this was going to be close going into oh, it. I don't think it's close anymore. I'm looking at it now because we can't change our picks. I could see I'm going to get killed for taking Rocky three instead of Rocky two. Um, I'm going to get killed. The other one I think I'm going to get killed for is taking again, league of their own over the field of dreams or one. We didn't even talk about the natural with Robert Redford. I I think, I think baseball wise, I'll probably get hammered for that. Hoosiers. I think will will play well. Um, And then loving basketball. I, you know, I should have, there were better movies. Slapshot, you talked about Slapshot, uh, Rudy, uh, White Man Can't Jump if I want to have a basketball yep. movie. Uh, there's, there's just, there were a lot of them. I, I, I got a pretty strong suspicion that I think my winning streak might be over, Joe. I, I mean, very selfishly, I hope you're right about the 70 percent thing. I want, I want this, I want it to be 90. You're out for blood, honestly. But <laughs> I, yeah, I'm out for blood. Frig, man, like, come on. I'm sick of losing, dude. This, I, I feel like I need I need some kind of justification now. It's it's uh, it's uh, but I but listen, I I don't think there was any way to go wrong picking anything this week. Like I mean, we looking back. I mean, but like again, this is what I said. We could pick up. We could pick a random third group of movies that we didn't pick. You know, throw Slapshot on there. Throw um, throw Field Dream. Like 
just those two movies alone would probably be enough for people to be like, oh, well, yeah, you got that movie. Then I'm picking that. Like, cause that's, that's where, that's where one or both of us gets killed on votes. It's like, oh, you didn't have that one. Well, screw you. This other guy had this one. Like one movie throws the entire vote. So that's, that's why I'm hoping like people will see my list and be like, Oh, you got that movie. He doesn't. Yeah. Screw him. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, again, like I, I hope people listen to our justification on these things. And listen, if people are not listening or are listening to it and being like, yeah, no, screw your picks. Anyways. I respect that. I respect that very much. Well, I'll guarantee you this much. The very first, I think it was the, either the first or second time I've ever done this when I used to have Dell on every Friday It'll never be that big of a blowout. I lost one week, 94 to six. That's Jeez. almost impossible. That was, we, what we did is- uh, Were you we, the only person that voted for you? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we, we did 80s movies. And like today, I said, I'm staying true to my board. And I ended up picking a couple ones that just flopped. I had Can't Buy Me Love, which I love that movie. Um, with Patrick Dempsey, but no, obviously no one else fucking did. I had Rocky three. You know what? I just, I'm looking now. I had Rocky three. I had Rocky three in that one too. So that's not Uh-oh. a good omen for me. I had Footloose, St. Elmo's Fire, and About Last Night, which would, that was with Rob Lowe and Demi Moore. I don't think anyone even saw the movie. Nobody even knew what the hell it was. And then Dell went with like Back to the Future and Breakfast Club and Top Gun and Stand By Me. Anyway, long story short, he kicked the living shit out of me. Yeah, he should have. He should have. I don't think this is going to be that. I don't think this is going to be that bad, but this this might this might this might be a blowout man i, I think miracles one that really uh i think that's going to resonate very well with with uh <laughs> with fans again though who knows who knows maybe yeah. if i campaign hard enough i could uh <laughs> get some votes but I, i'm not feeling good <laughs> not feeling good. <laughs> well i like that that i th- you, i think you feel you genuinely feel bad about what's going to come with the voting here so i feel good about that I think the, I think a, a couple of the, the last few weeks you're just like yeah, I don't know this might be close and you're like whatever I got this in the bag it's fine I'm good like I can sail into this one but but now I'm like now I'm like no I think I got you I think I got you this time if I happen to somehow win this and I don't think I'm going but if I do I'm going to be insufferable next week I'm going to be so cocky and so arrogant I'm going to be so angry <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be so angry if that happens if if it ends up being seventy percent for you. I, I will just, I will be the most angry person on earth. So <laughs> better hope that doesn't happen. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this episode. Make sure you give Joe a follow on Twitter at Joe Yurden. Get on the poll. I have it up all weekend and uh, get out there and vote again. It's at Pat Moran tweets. I'm sure Joe will retweet it as well. Thanks for doing a pod, buddy. Yeah. You know, I love having you on, man. Absolutely. And uh, enjoy packing. I'm I know not, you won't, but but enjoy it I'm as de- best you can. I'm definitely not going to enjoy packing. But anyway, <laughs> have a good weekend, everybody. I'll be in a hotel next week. By the way, next Tuesday show, uh, Kelly Dudzik from WGRZ TV Channel 2. I want to throw this out there. I'll have her on. We're going to be talking about her life and her career. Tons of Buffalo talk. Don't want to miss that. So uh, stay tuned for that. Talk to you guys next week. Have a good one. Be safe.